welcome to the fire. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate of it. Of course. Okay, so can I have a weird moment really quick? Yeah. Go right ahead. Okay. Mike, do I know you? I... Not really, but kind of, right? Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure we met like one time in high school. So. Yeah. Because you're best friends with Casey and you're friends uh -huh. in high school, right? Yes. Yes. But Still you didn't are. go yeah. Well, yeah, I yeah. guess that's true. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you didn't go to Broadway, right? No, I did. Okay, but, well then yeah, we the must have thing. met. So did you go to Broadway? Yeah. Is that why you look familiar? Okay, I couldn't <laughs> figure it out. And it was bothering me. And I'm like, you look a little familiar. And I don't know why. Um, I was but now in that makes sense. marching band. I was in all of the bands. Got so it. So you probably, you might have saw me in any of those. Probably, because I, I went because of Casey, because she was, you know, flagging Well, and person. Casey was also in the Madrigal Color Choir, Grimes, right? Yes. And I was in Madrigal Choir. So I went to that, too. So here's the thing. Uh, you don't remember me, because I... No, I remember exist. you. <laughs> I was going to say, I, w I tried to literally not exist in high school, so. No, I remember <laughs> you, but you don't remember me. Wait, why? But we weren't friends. Uh oh. Like, we only talked, like, once or twice. I didn't talk to anybody, so that's not right. shocking. Um, well, it was like, like, you and Casey were hanging out after, like, a concert or something, and I would try it. to talk to just everybody because yeah, that that's how sense. I was back then. And, and I'm an introvert who wanted to melt into the wall and it probably made me very scared. So which is, is very surprising because the interaction, I shouldn't say interaction, but the uh, feeling I get from listening to the game brew is the opposite of that. So, I turn it on well. This is very, this is very she's, surprising. She's she's an actress and a, she's wonderful. I, I, wonderful <laughs> actress. Thank you. But honestly, like it's a thing I turn on and off. Um, if if this was a in-person situation and it wasn't something um, I'm doing intentionally, I would never converse with anyone. I would hide in a corner and think about when I can get home and play video games. Like, honestly, I'm so awkward, uh, guys. You have no idea. Hey, anyway. Hey, we all have had those. I, I'm an extroverted introvert. Uh-huh. It takes, like... I don't get energy from like I exert energy when I'm talking to people or hanging out with people, but I do it anyway. Sure, I don't know, it's yeah. It's this weird like. No, no, I get it. Like, I get it. To recharge, I'm like, just get me away from every single person. Do not talk to me. Don't even look at me. Yeah. And don't even think about me because if you do, <laughs> I'm not gonna recharge, yeah. and that's I'm, I'm gonna hate it. See, I'm exactly that, except no extroversion. I just I lie and. Um, I just pretend, I pretend. <laughs> when I'm when I'm doing things like streaming or on the podcast. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm so glad that you made that connection because I really just don't remember a lot from high school. So I'm 100% sure we had an interaction and that's why it was bothering me. While you I, like, thank you. I mean, it definitely wasn't a lot. It wasn't okay. like it okay, wasn't good. like we hung out every Friday or like. Great, because I would feel like shit. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I it wouldn't put like... it past my brain, so. I it, it was like we met when like Casey was doing something and I, and we were hanging out as a group and Casey yeah. was there and then you were there. Casey knows everybody like a... is the problem. Like 
I, I can't go anywhere with Casey that like f a thousand people don't come up to me and she'll just be like, hi, this is blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, great. <laughs> that's wonderful. I'm not going to remember this because I'm horrible. Thank it's you. Already gone. And that, I mean, and that was the thing is it was like, we both were there and I knew, I see that was, that's kind of how it was too. Is like, I knew I knew you, but I didn't know, were you at Broadway or were you a friend that was somewhere yes. else? Yes. And probably the like same for me. Sense. Sorry to derail us. But no, I really had to get that out of the way before it was going to bother me. I know every single person on the Game Brew podcast and every single one of them is my best friend, Ethan. I can drop this at any second. I mean, you just want to come in and, and be, be a, a I see, person. I that's how it heart. is. Yeah. All right. whatever. I, we would love to have you because clearly we're already friends. So. Right. <laughs> that's cool. Okay. No, I, didn't need I would never do that to Ethan. Ethan is too precious. It's whatever. <laughs> I thought we had a, something special, but I guess not. Well, I'm sorry to advance. My pop filter is dead, so I need a new one, and this might be a little. You're fine. Our, our first, I think he recorded his audio on a phone from how he sounded, or like uh, a, like a, I what are those like, iPhone? Oh yeah, earbuds, yeah, yeah. Earbuds, yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I use for work calls because I don't care. Which is like a ridiculous because not not like the pro like the old like from your ipod that's like from 2002 like oh no 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 i have i have that one i don't even <laughs> have an ipod or ipad never have i ever owned one but i still have those you. headphones they just last forever i gotta say that really about do. Apple. that was I the only Apple. thing that was the <laughs> only thing i liked I about do it too yeah they're the worst but um damn those headphones if they didn't last from mm. me getting them knew out of a box that somebody hadn't used and i was like okay faking right. i think somebody as a christmas present when i was young girl uh bought me a one of those like the first shuffles oh yeah i had a shuffle too my mom got it like on deep dive clearance but, and thought I, I, but I never used cool. it because I, I didn't cried. i didn't have a computer and you so, also like can't choose the song yeah, yeah that's what made me mad i was just like I understand the point. It's a shuffle. Right. Right. But I tried but, to cheat the system. I tried to just put one album on there that I liked, but it wasn't enough songs. You had to have like X amount of songs. Yeah. They knew you were trying to cheat the system. <laughs> um, so then I had to put like a couple extra and it just made me really mad. But, uh, you know, yeah, it, but it was I never like something, I guess. Never use that shuffle, but damn sure use them headphones for I don't know how many years <laughs> that, that came with it. <laughs> I guess the the first biggest question would be how did you get into tabletop games in general? I, I guess my first kind of iteration, like uh, we did a lot of um, Monopoly and stuff with the family, mm -hmm. you know, the basic board games. But mm -hmm. I never got mm -hmm. into um, tabletop games until really high school, so mm -hmm. very late in life. Um, that's when I started trying like D and D and stuff, and found friends who do that. Um, because, like I said, I'm kind of a, a shut in who doesn't <laughs> who doesn't um, talk to people if I don't have to. So I, I didn't even know like people did that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I started with trading card games really young. Um, I guess the first one I didn't do Magic, even though that came out first. Mm -hmm. um, I did that in high school. So the mm -hmm. first one I ever did was Pokemon. Oh, yeah. That and... was same here. 
Yeah. That was yeah. actually the only one I did was Pokemon. Really? In middle school into high school, and I'd like go to the club every once in a while and play some. And yeah, yeah. I will. I. I feel like I'm I'm really telling my age because everyone thinks I'm younger than I am, but I guess my guard knew my age because <laughs> I went to I graduated with Casey. Um, so I uh, so they came out in like 1998, right? Because that's when the yeah. TV show came out too. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like, it was right like around... six months after the the show. They yeah, dropped. it was like a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So I remember I watched the show, and at that time, like I was really into anime <laughs> mm-hmm. really into anime um and there weren't a lot of anime options that you could easily get to <laughs> there was right? dragon ball z dragon ball not, z Sailor not even moon. that though it was like sailor moon yeah that was hard because you you had to like either stay up really late or oh i did oh please you act yeah, like well... i used to sleep i don't sleep now i don't <laughs> this isn't new <laughs> i can't i can't tell you how many times and if my mom ever hears this podcast i don't know if she oh knew, man but it was like i would be like I'd go to bed and then like I eventually convinced my mom I should sleep in the basement. Oh. And then in the basement we had a TV. So in the middle of like 11:30 right when they're getting ready to do the whole like late night was it like tsunami or something Tsunami, like that? yeah, it tsunami. was. It was I would go and I would sneak up really quietly up the stairs and I would close the door mm-hmm. and I'd sneak back down real quiet and I'd go over to the TV and immediately turn it on and all the way down to one hit the volume yes hit the volume all the way down to one <laughs> I love you know, it. Or, or just instantly hit mute just to make sure that it's like not loud and then i would like turn it down i watched so much anime that way and mm-hmm. it was horrible for me because i was growing up and i was staying up to like 2 a.m so i guess it was horrible for me too but i i'm i'm such a night person i can't mm. I've my mom has said I've I've not been able to sleep since I was like a little baby. Um, my dad would have to take me out in the car and just like drive me in a circle until I fell asleep. So um, it's something that it's just always been in me. So it wasn't really something I thought about. It was just that ended up being the thing I was doing instead of just drawing or reading or mm-hmm. you know something else right. I would have been doing anyway. Um, so yeah, that was the 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 show really got me because I thought it was so cool and. Uh, yeah, I was already watching like Sailor Moon and DBZ and um, what else was on then Yu Yu Hakusho. I don't know. That was mm, around that time period, I think. Um, so. Oh, Gundam, Gundam Wing, Gundam Wing. Yes. Mm. One of the, depending, yeah, depending so on which good, inversion. Endless Waltz. Anyway, sorry, this isn't an anime <laughs> podcast. I could really go into this Late, for a long time. Uh, oh no, maybe <laughs> spinoff podcast down it. the line. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, if you ever want to do a special. <laughs> This is actually our new, our new, um, what's it called? Uh, we're pivoting, guys. We're pivoting, yeah. but yeah. Gonna be, I like not going to be about tabletop stuff anymore. What it's is only this, your anime. third episode you're doing, and now I'm already derailing you into a different topic five. entirely. Five. Um, we got the five. Now it's anime. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, for for me, um, I was so into that and so invested in the show that. I remember seeing advertisements for the trading card game coming out for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just lost my mind. I didn't really understand what this was going to be. 
I just like the only real interaction I had with cards would be like playing cards. Mm -hmm. So in my head, I was like, I don't, I guess this is a special deck of playing cards, but it, it was different and I didn't understand it. But I, all I remember is I begged for that to be like my one cool gift for Christmas was Pokemon cards. Right, Cause you and, always got one. Right. Well, one. the thing is my, my, my mom and dad, they, they divorced when I was young. So mm -hmm my mom would get my Christmas list and then my like expensive gift, my like one big thing I wanted, she'd tell dad. Nice. <laughs> so he'd get me my, he'd get me my console if that's right. what I wanted. Like that's the only way I got a console. I'd have to wait till Christmas. Oh, and wait. then What was your first console? Oh, my first console came from my dad when I was wee baby. He mm. had a Super Nintendo. Okay. <sighs> Lucky. Nice. Um, and he said that, like, you know, he was playing it because he was really into it. And uh, I would just, like, cry at some point. So he gave me, like, an unplugged controller. Of course. And then he said, I got to the point, he thinks that I knew it wasn't plugged in. Because I would, like, pull that cable and it wasn't connected, you know. And so I'd throw it at him. Nice. <laughs> so eventually he, like, let me try to play. So the first game I ever tried to play was Super Mario Brothers. Oh. Um, and, he, he, you know, he was like... It was then on, like he's he knew I was lost to video games and he ended up falling out of video games, but I stuck with it. So Super Nintendo was my favorite, my first. Oh, nice. My first. I think um, my I think my first was it was like Christmas when I was five or something like that. My grandparents got me a Sega mm, and yes, like Sega. my my mom and dad i don't like i think they were just kind of like okay whatever and then it was bad like i would play sonic i'd be like yes. eight hours of sonic on a saturday and my mom would be like uh we kind of want to watch a movie i'm like no <laughs> we're gonna watch we're gonna play sonic because i gotta beat it because mm -hmm. you can't get to the end i'm one level away from the end mom yeah yeah no i was i was bad but it ended up being kind of like a babysitter. So mom was chill with it. <laughs> no, I think that was why they were okay with it. Mm -hmm. So my my uh, cousins had a Sega Genesis that we used to play all the time. But that when I we used to visit them, but my first official console was the N sixty four. Nice. Mm -hmm. And the first game on that console was Ocarina of Time. Oof. And I've been hooked ever since. And yes, yes, you started one. right. Yes. Yep. Little, this might be a little bit too much for Allison, but. Oh, no, no, totally. Oh, that's awesome. Is that like a shield too? It's a chest plate chest that goes plate. part of my armor. That's stellar. Yeah, but it's like the original Ocarina of Time that. with all the sages. I was, I was hooked. Yeah. I, I really so hope good. they come out with a 30, 35th anniversary Triforce edition. I oh, sorry. Um, this is not a visual medium. He just showed me his tattoo on his chest. Okay. I have to do that with the boys all the time. <laughs> yes. <need> to... <laughs> yes, it's of the, the Triforce. I, I, need to, I need to get better at that. <laughs> I, I need to be the regulating force in this. Yeah, come on, Mike. <sighs> I you need to learn to be the again. time mistress. Come on. Uh, yes. <clears throat> I need time to be mistress. the time mistress. I'll let you borrow my whip. It's okay. Nice. I mean, <laughs> wait. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i don't uh, what, there's no kink shaming on our podcast so go right ahead not on <laughs> not on game brew finding out things i, I never knew about myself um but yeah so i i was i was hyped and um my dad got me you know a bunch of pokemon cards for nice. christmas 
And I just remember opening it and like the magic of that little like how to mat they mm-hmm. give you, you know? Oh yeah, um, yeah, the starter mat. Oh yeah, because wow, yeah. it just blew my mind how this game was going to work. You know, mm. it was my first experience with something like that, and it was real magical. Like I laid it out and I got so methodical because I'm a hyper nerd with everything, so mm-hmm. I need to understand something forwards backwards like. Um, and I just, I, I remember teaching myself with the mat and then teaching my brother how mm-hmm. he can play with me and like making him a deck. So I had someone to play with out of my cards. Um, and his deck was not as cool as my deck. I of wasn't going to give him the yeah. best cards. Come Can't on. give him a better no. deck. Of course right. not. Right. But I'd ask him like what, you know, one Pokemon he wanted. And then I'd try to build the deck around that for him. There you go. Um, but still ensure I could beat him. Um, <laughs> and and later he got his own card, so it, it worked out fine. But you know, at first he had to he had to learn that you need to know how to build your own deck. So um, right. But that was that was my first experience with a trading card game, and I don't know if anyone. I, Mike, did you grow up around here, or did you grow up somewhere else, like that age? I was born in Michigan and I moved to Virginia okay. when I was like six. So most of my okay, like, well then, do you remember when growth. Books a Million was here? Who? Books a Million, the store. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I'm I love Books a Million at that time. It was um, it's different in our town now than it used to be. But um, when it was like this huge, massive bookstore at the time, like they had this big yep. open layout. Um, and I lived in that store as much as humanly possible. Like Toy- Toys R Us, uh, EB Games, yep, and Books a Million. Like, well, and was... Books a Million would have like, I remember they would have on like a Saturday, like a Pokemon League. Exactly. So that's what I was getting to. I was right. hoping that you had experienced that, so I wasn't the only one who. Uh, <laughs> I, I went like one time, uh-huh. but then. Like my parent, I was just not very good, and I didn't have enough money to buy keep buying <laughs> boosters and get better. Mm-hmm. And and so then it was kind of like I didn't want to go because I kept losing. Sure, and, yeah, and, no, it makes sense. And you gotta my parents didn't want to buy me more boosters and stuff, so I was like, okay. <laughs> um, I, I went to those a lot. Yeah, a lot. Um, and you know, made a lot of friends as a kid, I guess. But like friends friends as a kid back then isn't like friends as a kid now mm-hmm. um i i didn't have their phone numbers you know mm-hmm. like their because it'd be their home phone number but now kids have cell phones at like six it's nuts um but they, uh, they only really existed when you were around them exactly so like i had right. my my friends there and then we'd play cards because we weren't allowed to bring them to school anymore that came up pretty quick that they were banned from elementary school because people were stealing them from each other. That may have been me. I'm not even going to lie. Wow. That you were stealing them? The I, you were a little shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry, is there no cussing on your podcast? Hold, I should have asked. Hold up. No, no, no fine. we're fine. Okay, good. Hold up. So. Like, you do understand that I'm going to be in law enforcement, right? <laughs> like. When, when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. I really was into playing into playing Pokemon and I would go to like the after school club with Pokemon and everything and I would try to go to Books a Million every once in a while and 
this is like super deep cut because Allison only knows about this because we went to the same like schools and stuff. <laughs> yeah, <But> sorry. <laughs> in middle school, I was like sixth grade or seventh grade. I I don't know why exactly I did it, but I did get like frustrated that I, I think it was all like tied to the fact that I kept losing and I couldn't buy booster packs. Mm -hmm. Somebody accidentally left their entire card sleeve like folder oh. on the bus that I was on. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm like one of the last stops. I'll just look through it and, you know, I'll give it back to him or whatever. And he had a first edition Charizard. Mm. And mm. I had like had wanted that card so bad. And I had like saved up money to buy my own, you know, booster packs uh -huh. and just like could never find it. So I just took it. I mean, kids. The whole you know? folder. Yeah. I took the whole. <laughs> I took the whole folder. And, yeah, I'm not judging you. And then I, 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 like, I just made sure that I didn't use those <laughs> cards when I was at, at middle school, in middle school. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. But when I went to Books a Million, I would throw in all those good cards. Nice. And then it was like a You're week. You're a tactician. I don't know. I appreciate it. <laughs> a, week, a week or two later. Dirty, dirty boy. The principal brought me into the office and was kind of like, uh, we heard from... I can't mm. remember the kid's name, but we heard from this kid that, you know, it seems like his cards may have been stolen and stolen and he rides your bus. Do you have any idea about what happened? And I just like broke down at that moment. And I was like, Aww. I did it. I'm so sorry. I'll Aww. bring them back tomorrow. And I put them all back in their card sleeves in the exact same order that they were in when he lost them. And the and then I like handed it to oh, him boy. in the principal's office. And he was like, oh, it's it's okay. It's okay. I just wanted him back. I was really sad because it's like Aww. the middle school, like whatever. Mm. So Gold. because of that, they pr they may have possibly banned it in elementary school. So oh. you're the reason. I'm just maybe. Maybe. I don't wow. know. It could be. Wow. It really could be. Or maybe um, it's because kids are little shits. And no, they are. They I, I really don't yell think at you... each other and yeah. throw throw the HP beads at each other. Yeah. Come, come here I don't for think the you're dark the only secrets reason. of Mike's past. <laughs> I don't think you're the only reason that that happened. So yeah, no, it, it, it was like that. So we couldn't really have them in school, which was sad for me just because that's where you made I, I had my- sad, Mike. You did, you made me sad, Mike. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> just think but, where she could be today. Oh, I'm so sorry. I could be a Pokemon master. Like no one ever was. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you could have caught them all. Every single one. I but I, I couldn't trade anymore. And I was so sad. So I did have that at least on the weekends. And so I have my Pokemon card friends. And you get like little badges. Mm. Um, they'd give you for beating the gym leaders that they had at the um, Books a Billion thing. Uh, anyway, it was really, really cool. I got into it way more than my brother. Um, and I actually had two stepbrothers at the time. I tried to make them all play it. My two stepbrothers hated it. They would not play it at all. But my little brother and I, it was like something we bonded over, you know? Uh -huh. So like, we were actually kind of talking about this last episode where it's like, who brought you into the game? And I, I brought like everyone. Allison was the one that brought everybody in. She just drug <laughs> like just everybody down everybody with her. In. I did, guys. You have no idea. I just wanted people to play with it. It's I like, didn't want to make well, friends. Well, Allison, I don't even have a deck. Here's a deck. Take yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, like I, I was obsessive. So I did that, and then I did Yu-Gi-Oh after that. And I made, my brother actually liked Yu-Gi-Oh much better than Pokemon. So I think then it was because it was simpler. 
Yeah, it, it honestly, I think that's why it was too. Mm-hmm. Um, he was younger than me, so I think it just was easier to grasp. Mm-hmm. So when that came out, um, a little later, like the next year or something, and he showed more interest in that, um, I was like, okay, done. Like, and I kind of dropped Pokemon cards for a while. Mm-hmm. I came back to them like in middle school. Um, but I I started going full tilt into Yu-Gi-Oh, and I was. Like, like I said, I just wanted him to be interested in it. So I started treating it like Dungeons and Dragons before I knew what Dungeons and Dragons was, guys. Oh, wow. Like, I I suddenly, like, had whole big, like, plans in my head. They came out with the anime the year after. And we got mm. way into the anime because we were playing. So it became this whole thing of, like, I would set up gym battles. Like, they would have to come duel the duelists. But I would play all the duelists. Oh man! <laughs> it was a one-woman right. show because I just wanted my brother to maintain interest because he didn't in Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. "Books a Million wasn't doing things at that point." That's a pretty cool sister thing to do. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if it l- wasn't l- that. No, like I, that'd been badass being a kid and having somebody be like, "Okay, I'm gonna be seven duelists, and you have to beat all of me." I made a Pokemon <laughs> club that only me and my brother were in and I was the president and treasurer and secretary and he was the vice president <laughs> which meant he did nothing he, was, he didn't show up. do anything literally the best job yeah and I made us little laminated badges my mom had like some self laminating sheets I mean I went all out and I made like uh, my valentine I don't know if anyone was really big into the Yu-Gi-Oh anime or the mm. Um, but she was my favorite, so I made a My Valentine badge and drew her and was oh. like, I'm my. <laughs> and and then uh, I, Luke's favorite, I think, was Bakura. can't remember for sure. But I made him a badge, and we had badges with our names on it. But if you flipped it, like, it was the trainer's name because that's who we were when we were playing. Um, I don't know. Like, I was full tilt <laughs> weird into these trading card games, and I just built this, like, culture at home because mm-hmm. i wanted him to play with me and think it was really cool and mm-hmm. i was convinced like maybe my friends will join and we'll have a real club and it never really happened <laughs> um but you know it was it was a it was a bonding thing for me and my brother it was something we did together i mean right. obviously we played video games but i think there's something special about things like trading card games versus anything else like video games or even you know tabletop games mm. um well and i think i think it's there's something to be said for the fact that you know he is never going to forget that memory either right like you didn't you didn't just do it because you had this this passion for the game you did it because you have a love for your brother That's and you true. have a love yeah you know as, as your little family unit um you know and you wanted him to be you know as excited as you were with these things and and it was that you know that created that brotherly and sister bond between you two right um and so i i think that's super cool because i mean that's what we have you know we've kind of find out found out in all of our episodes right ethan Mm. like people they they find a passion in a tabletop RPG or in a trading card game or a collectible card game. And they are, you know, they, from there build up the relationships with their friends and family and, 
and things like that. So I think that that's really, really awesome. Well, I think that's the that's the the crux of the difference between a tabletop game and even video games. Because in video games, like, how nostalgic does it feel when you replay a video game? Oh yeah, that's like, my favorite thing. Yeah. Those are always my all favorites. the time. That's why I I really hope they do come out with that thirty fifth edition uh, Triforce pack that I've been hearing stuff about. I will spend hundreds of dollars on a Switch version of Ocarina of Time, Twilight Princess, and all that right, stuff. Right. I will want to spend hundreds <laughs> of dollars. <laughs> but, but I think that's the difference is you can feel that again when you play it. Yes. Like, it's not exactly the same, but you can feel that nostalgia. Man, yeah. I remember when I first started playing this. You can't necessarily do that when you have a card game with somebody you care about or a tabletop game like because everything's different like there's no i don't need to face this guy and i know exactly how to beat this boss i've done it a million times every time you sit down and play a pokemon game or a Yu-Gi-Oh game or match gathering or D, it's never exactly the same mm-hmm. so those special moments you make i feel like hit a little bit harder because it's like yes you, you can't ever recreate them perfectly in that sense you can still play. You can still have a good time. You can even still play with the same person, but it's never exactly the same as it was before. And I think that's why it sticks with us a little bit more. And those relationships that we build via that interaction, I think maybe are a little bit stronger than some of the ones that were. It's it's really true what you're saying. And to that point, I think it's a complete double-edged sword. Mm. Um mm-hmm. Because, like, when I think about Pokemon trading cards, you know, it, it's actually really popular suddenly again. Mm-hmm. Um, like, people yeah. are paying ridiculous money to just open booster boxes on on camera just for the that kind of, like, nostalgia, you mm-hmm. know, that, that you're talking about. By the way, do I say that word weird? <laughs> nostalgia? Yeah, the guys on the podcast told me I say that word weird. Did so, I say it, it weird? It it is a little bit strange compared yeah, to the okay, way that I normally mind. hear nostalgia. I don't know. I don't know. That shit but don't know but this is me. this is not game brew. We're not here to nostalgia. <laughs> That's why. You. That's why I needed okay. to know if it sounded no. weird to other she people. Wanted, There's no she wanted nostalgia a neutral third party. <laughs> I did. I did. Anyway, sorry. Tangent again. Um, but uh, for for me, it's like. I am a very nostalgic person. I don't know if that sounded weird too, but we're just going to keep saying that word and I'm going to be self-conscious about it the rest of my life. Um, (laughs) So uh, I I am that person who holds a lot of like emotional attachment to video games I've played or, you know, card games I've played or, Mm. or like Settlers of Catan. I can never, like, I have a certain memory of starting to play that game with certain people. And so I hold this like, expectation of how it should feel when i play now and if it doesn't feel that way then i'm not having as much fun so it's like i thought about like oh man pokemon cards are popular again maybe i can find some people to play with just because i just have so many good memories attached to it but then i I thought about it and it's like those good memories i have attached to it were with my brother Mm -hmm. and Mm pretty solely him like yeah i went and played other people and i was getting pretty good at you know the books a million stuff so i probably beat you sorry mike um <laughs> and made you never want to play pokemon cards again i'm not You're gonna lie it's a circle it's a circle yeah so, i was a hustler because you kept <laughs> because allison kept beating mike mike was led to a life of theft of thievery 
that, <laughs> and and, and that got that got that got that's, the card ban. That's so on brand for me. I don't know. I am I am just like a destroyer of lives. Anyway, so I like for me, I don't think I'd ever want to play again unless it was with my brother. Mm. Um, and I just don't see him doing that now. But um, I don't feel like I could go back to that game. And if I have something that's such an emotional attachment to something, I kind of, if I don't feel it immediately, like when I boot up a video game, like you said, um, like they remade Final Fantasy VII, mm -hmm. I, I booted it up and I had the same feeling I felt the first time I booted up the game when I was younger. Well, they also did that really well. They did it really well. That, they, was, that was a good reboot. It was very good and it could have been very bad, but the second like it doesn't feel that way. <laughs> I'm going to throw it out the window. Yeah, I'm going to trash right. it because I'm a very critical person. I have a lot of opinions. I know that's super clear. Um, no, it's perfect. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't, I don't again, think. Again, I'm, I'm an actress. I hide it well. <laughs> yeah, um, so, so for me, I could never pick that up and play it again for that sole reason. But I did do things like Pokemon Go because of mm -hmm. those feelings because i did have attachment to mm -hmm. to the game to the anime to these things right. but then it was something different so to i did the entire like right. ip of it the property yes. the whole property I, I think that's why a lot of people can go back to uh like you're right i don't think i could ever go back to pokemon i i could never go back heck i, I stopped playing Yu-Gi-Oh when they started making it that you had like twenty thousand life points and then all these crazy rules started changing like I could never go back to that, but I can go back to magic. Same. Because yeah. it's different now. Magic is ever evolving. It, mm -hmm. it is not the game we played. Like I could whip out a deck that I had uh deck. Just want to make that clear. Whip out a deck <laughs> that I had, you know, ten years ago, and it would get demolished. Just demolished now. Right. Because it's not the same. It's not the same game. There's different rules. There's different cards. Like, it, it, even now they have Magic the Gathering online, and it's a fantastic game. I got Mike on it. He did. <laughs> he, he every single episode up until now, before like right at the beginning, he's talking about how wonderful Magic the mm. Gathering Arena is, and, and I was like, it. okay fine i'll look at it all right well then i'm about to break Ethan's heart so oh boy magic the gathering online i think is wonderful you are right it is really good they did everything right for a digital trading card game um, everything variant well at least of what i know and here's why i'm gonna preface right. with that okay because i won't play it oh because i don't know why but with magic it's not so magic holds less good memories for me mm -hmm. when it comes to like people and playing and more bad memories actually um mm. it it kind of was one of the reasons i ruined my first relationship oh. well, this this is intriguing <laughs> mm. um so for me dish has... dish girl <laughs> okay, okay come on so for, so poor thing i don't think he's going to listen to this uh i don't think he listens well, to now, anything we could be popular uh, no, no, no. I just mean, in general, he probably avoids my existence. Um, but mm -hmm. Too bad for him. <laughs> that bad. You burned his decks in front of him uh, and you laughed. Only. That would have been good. No, he was really a toxic player. Like, super toxic. Okay. Um, I am a competitive person, clearly, guys. I'm a Obviously, very competitive yes. person. Um, when it comes to 
to games, I, I do try my best to be the best at the best of my capabilities all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a, a good and a bad thing because um, I don't, I, I'm really against toxicity when it comes to competitiveness. I am wholly there too. I, I hate when people are like, I'm, I'm always the player that's like, you should try this. This might help you with this mechanic or this, you know, this is a mm-hmm. mechanic that you can try to improve upon that I yes. noticed you were doing poorly with, you know, and then there's also like, there's all those toxic people. I know you play league a lot and I oh, played boy. league a lot in the I past. I still play league a lot, poor thing. <laughs> I'm so glad you're sober. It is I'm, not a game I'm, to go back to. I'm like three years sober on league. Oh, good on you. So... I was playing before I got here. So. Ugh, never played. Uh, don't just ever, stay. Just ever. stay away. Just... I don't know why I do it. Mm-hmm. I don't. But I think that's the only downside to being competitive, though. Mm-hmm. Is being competitive is good. Wanting to be better and continuing to improve yourself is like a cornerstone of just general like, improvement. Yeah, yeah. like it, mm-hmm. we won't, we would not be where we are today if people didn't continually want to try to be better. You know, better health, better, you know, supply, better food, better stuff. It's in yep. general. It's yep. good. But it's like what you were just saying, that's the flip side. Is all of a sudden you get this superiority, this ego. And I like can't, right. yeah. it's just like what what is the point? Like I don't understand it. I don't know why it's a staple with the youth nowadays. The youths. The youth the damn the damn youths. kids. Damn damn youths. I don't I don't get I don't, off my lawn. I don't get it. And it's just it's so negative and toxic and it's like you you just don't makes you not want to play sometimes. Yeah. And I, I guess I, I grew up in a Call of Duty culture. Um mm-hmm. because that was like when I got internet because I back where I lived, like I we did not have internet. Dial up existed at some point and um we had that. Some so, point. you know, I, I I text-based RP'd for a very long time on forums. Um, oh, yeah. Because that was something. So that was like the closest thing to D&D I ever had growing up. Um, but it was when I got internet, you know, I started playing Call of Duty and everybody was toxic. So it was kind of like normal to me. But mm. I would never, I would never, like, I would give it back as hard as somebody gave it to me if I felt like they needed yeah. me yeah. to just shred them after I killed them in one. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if, if they were being awful, I just wanted to teach them a lesson about don't be awful because you're wrong. Well, <laughs> and that's, that's one thing that I think is so, is so frustrating. I mean, in, in video game culture and uh, especially um, it's not, I mean, in my experience, it's not quite as bad with with analog style gaming, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, tabletop RPGs and, and card games. Um, but it's the fact that it's this extremely male dominant culture that if you're a girl or if you're anything that's not a heterosexual right, yeah. man. You know, like heterosexual, most of the time, like white male. Yeah, half the time. You're basic, you know, cisgender white male. Right. It's very toxic for everybody else involved. Yeah, it's like if you're not that, half the time you're just instantly gonna get even more, you know, toxicity coming your way 
with language or with like, oh, you don't know what to do because you're a girl or, oh, you don't know what to do because you're 12 years old or whatever. And it's like, just because you're younger or just because you're female doesn't mean that you don't know what to do in the game. You just like, maybe you haven't learned that yet. Or maybe you know something that this 33 year old, you know, guy who still lives in his parents' basement like mm-hmm. thinks that he knows but he's like just trying to pump up his his manliness and, you know and, pump up yeah. his ego because he doesn't you know he doesn't have success in another part of his life or something like that you know right exactly it's and and that's been a big thing in video gaming that i noticed when i was growing up too is it's just like this inequality for anybody who's not male or anybody right. who's not you know that very specific range of like 16 to 30 mm-hmm. and a male is yeah. just like so sad. And yeah. I never, I never understood that because it's like, why? It's hard to comprehend when you have common sense. It really I, is. I, I, <laughs> I literally, when I was in middle school, I did, uh, I was in the Quo Club. I learned how to stitch. Mm-hmm. I learned how to sew. I learned how to do yeah. all this stuff. And guys used to tell me, oh, why are you in the Quo Club? I'm sorry. Why not? Yeah. Well, it's for girls. I'm like, oh, so you're saying I'm the only guy in a room full of women? I don't see any negatives here. Where are you? And I also know how to fix my pants. Who has a common hobby? Exactly. You have something to talk about there immediately. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. I, like, tell me where the downside is. Why? Why is that a bad thing? Why is it well, bad for a guy to know how to do that? And why is it bad for a girl to be able to do this? It's right. So Never ridiculous. understood it never understood it but got a lot of it especially in in call of duty it was the uh you shouldn't be playing video games you should be making me a sandwich in the kitchen and like stuff like that you're probably 600 pounds you know like it's like i would pretend to be a little boy i would pretend to be a little boy or cut (laughs) off my mic like my bio i just realized on my xbox still says yes i'm a 10 year old boy because i was so tired of mm-hmm. like dealing with it if if i was playing competitively which i did like i was pretty good at call of duty back in the day mm-hmm. and so i played very competitively and want to communicate with the team and the second i talk like it would just start so i would just say no i'm not a girl i'm a little boy and people would just accept it move on and still be annoyed i'm a little boy but i was playing well so they didn't care anymore but um, it wasn't as bad in their eyes for some reason right so it was like a shroud but you don't have that with trading card games or Mm. tabletop games right Mm -hmm. so i remember like such a hyper nerd that every weekend every weekday i could get by with it like we would live at ihop (laughs) and play magic the gathering on the tables there and we would we had like a regular waiter and uh all we would buy was like drinks because we're we're broke we're just kids right all we would buy would be like drinks and i would get a um a milkshake and I always said, you know, I only get the milkshake for the whipped cream and the cherry on top because that's my favorite. Not because part of it, it brings the boys to the yard. Not at that point, no. Uh, okay. There were there were no she boys in understand. my yard to speak of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the implications of said milkshake. I did not at all. Um, so so the waiter actually got to the point where he would just bring me a side with my milkshake, of nice. extra whipped cream, and a couple cherries on top. That's Best waiter, waiter in the world. I'm. St- friends with him on facebook which is weird hey. like later in life we became friends on facebook and i was just like 
you're cool because of that. I don't even care anymore, like what you're actually like. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, so it was like a regular thing for us. They wouldn't be weird about it or try to kick us out or anything like that. They would just let us play. And that was like a safe space. We could do it because there just weren't a lot of options in town to right. go and play card games with your friends aside from going to someone's house. Um, and I remember, so I, I'm 18, freshly graduated, and we were doing that one day. And uh, this this guy overhears us talking about rock band, um, me talking about rock and we're playing magic. So he's like at the table behind me. So at, when he goes to leave, he asks for my phone number. Cause he's Ooh. like, I'd love to play rock band sometime. I don't have the work. instruments. You have the whole set. And I was like, yeah, you know, like, this is what I spend my money on video games. I'm a, I'm a functioning 18 year old adult. Yes. I got the whole set. Of course I did. <laughs> hey, you're doing what you love. Exactly. And mm. at that time I had matters. no one to play with except my brother again. So like we had two things we were playing with at a time. So it was like, yeah, that would be cool if I could have, you know, more people to play with. Cause he's like, you can bring it over to my place to play with my roommates and I, and I'm like, cool, that sounds great. So he gets my phone number and he's like, I play magic too. We could do that sometime. And I'm like, yeah, great. I'm like more people to beat. Like, let's do it. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm so dumb. because <laughs> That's the first instinct. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're getting my number so I can beat you in magic. Sure. Yeah, so I All whip right. out my Kira Sarah, you know, slide phone and He's plops his phone number in there and I don't think flips open of his it. sidekick. Yeah. Don't think anything of it at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and it turns out like, I guess he was hitting on me a little bit again, awkward, never had a boyfriend, never dated. It's, it's the milkshake. Yeah. It's it, the milkshake. And I didn't know it. Guys. I didn't know it. I shouldn't have got the, the boy extra to the yard. Cream. Yeah. The, the extra power of the extra whipped cream and cherry <laughs> too much. I shouldn't have done it. I don't know the power I held. Too much um, power too soon. Yeah. So uh, he, it ends up he has like a spare room at his place that he's living with um, three dudes. So it's him and two other guys. One of the guys is moving out and I wanted to get out of my house desperately. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it was dirt cheap and they had high speed internet. And I'm not going to lie. This is the only reasons I did it. <laughs> moved in with like two other dudes and some guy I just met. Like this is nuts, honestly, nuts. Um, I was about to say, you, I don't think you could do that nowadays. No, mm -hmm. probably not. Like, but like all my friends were guys and stuff. Like I didn't really think anything weird of it. And yeah. then when I when I lived there, quickly realized he wanted to date. And so anyway, we dated, mm -hmm. long story short, um, after playing lots of games together, including Magic. Um, but I didn't see the side of him until we had dated for quite some time. And we started playing Magic with his friends. Mm. And he would just get extra crazy toxic and it would drive me mad like he kind of did it in video games but we were always playing in like different rooms on the computer so it never really impacted me too much mm, um right. but having that like face to face was really telling for me like him mm -hmm. about as a person yeah. and what he values and like couldn't comprehend or get past um right so he was like extra toxic when he would lose and he would like cry about it and be really mad um, and say people were cheating. And like, it was a whole oh, thing. It was like a whole thing that, that it became. And, you know, I was, I was in a place where I was so happy to have people to play this card game with because in mm. high school I had very few people who I knew to do it. So I, I, I was just excited to be there. So I felt really awkward. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. 
I don't like this, but I also like really enjoy this this community of people I've found. So I don't want to break up with him. That's weird. Um, But like people stayed in relationships for less. It's right. It's true. Because like my experience before that was like if we I went somewhere trying to play magic with people I didn't know, I'd get the oh, who built the deck for you? Like because I was a girl. So so toxicity kind of bled into card games even for you yeah yeah so it was like it was this thing of like on the internet i could at least kind of hide who i was with these games and stuff but Mm -hmm. the second like it's a in-person thing i wanted wanted to do i was always discredited so it was really frustrating for me um like when i would beat somebody they'd get extra hurt about it of course yeah i mean like if they already (laughs) think that you're like below them and then all of a sudden Right. I mean, I haven't seen it, but you know, what is it called? Queen's Gambit or something like that. The Netflix about chess, you know, like I I feel like it kind of, that's the whole impetus of that show is that she's this chess, almost grandmaster level. And she like, no one thinks that she should. So now she's like in this depressive state because she's constantly being, you know, demeaned and constantly told that she's not as good as other people which is just shitty yes so it it like eats at you and it gets to your head so having people who enjoy playing with me was Mm -hmm. really nice um so i i let a lot of things slide and then we got into board games and we did a little D &D and it's like oh i finally have people to do this with like this is what i've always wanted it's just Mm -hmm. like people who enjoy the same things i do to play with together so but every time like i in settlers of Catan, i'm pretty sure was what we were playing and Mm -hmm. he he flips the board and says i quit i win when he was losing and like we didn't even get to finish the game and I baby that always sticks out in my head and like the guys would joke about it later like we were all really mad at the time Mm. and like I just remember I just didn't want to talk to him for a while after that like it was so childish to me yeah and who would want to talk to you at that point (laughs) right right so like if he wasn't winning it was almost like it was better for me to let him win sometimes than deal with and so that started getting in my head because I was such a competitive person in a very like fun way like, I love razzing people and being like, ah, I'm going to get you kind of thing. But, like, I never <laughs> mean it. And I'm never going to be, like, hurtful or hateful about it. Mm-hmm. And he always was. So it was, like, one of the big things that, I mean, later ended up breaking us up. Mm-hmm. But it was it was something so so different to me than I had experienced because I was so close to the issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, any time before that when somebody was being shitty online or I could just not not i could block them i could report them i could do all these things but like when it's in your face like that it it's so different and Mm -hmm. like even when you go to you know a local gaming shop and somebody acts that way to you like now i don't want to go to that gaming shop anymore because what if they're there like it's just it's so different in trading card games like there's a lot of them that have really positive memories too Mm -hmm. but with magic most of mine at least in the past have been very negative Mm-hmm. So all, as much as I'd like want to play again, I don't think I could do it digitally because that toxic environment on online is still in my head. Right. And I know it's it's different for sure with that game, but it's just yeah. kind of in the back of my head itching and I can't pick up that game and enjoy it. Well, hey, Alice, yes. I'm just going to let you know. 
like it's fun and all, but you're not <laughs> missing like a whole lot. It's, not gonna let Ian listen to this podcast. It's like you know, it it's fun, but like just because you could barely you, get past the color challenges doesn't look, mean nothing, hey. Mike. Just because you, you tactician, tactician, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> what was or is your favorite deck in Magic? Like, what kind of deck did you? Because I remember my first deck, and that one's always like really special to me. So that's probably always my favorite, even though I wouldn't really use it now. I guess the first deck that I really, really liked. It was a all black deck, and mm-hmm. it was like a Dark Knight deck. It was like a bunch of zombie knights. Yes. I had a black um, blue zombie deck like later okay. in life, but But that that was probably my favorite just because it was real heavy hitting and I could always bring them back. Sure, yeah. No, zombies are annoying. Yeah. I like zombies because they're annoying. Currently my favorite deck is one that I actually just built recently. Uh commander deck. It's a, a werewolf deck. Mm-hmm. So I need to get a better commander, but I still really like him because all of his power is based off of how many wolves are out. So everything in my deck, yeah, other I knew what you're talking about. Potential to bring out five to eight wolves. Yeah. All the time. You so like, like masses. Yes. That's your style. You I, like I'm lots va- of I'm cards. A, I'm lots of cards. Yeah. From from what I've gathered from him, he likes just having just a whole bunch of like little minions that make yes. like one or two people like hit like a ton of bricks. Yeah. So it's or like just like a wrecking ball. Literally. Um, the more traditional magic, I think, would be the soldier deck. Is the kind yes. of deck you like to build? Yeah, the but white more soldiers. modern versions. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is definitely angels i'm a healer by nature so it was white was my first pure white angel Mm -hmm. deck that i would just destroy people with well that's rough i mean they a lot of the angel cards back then and still to this day have a lot of yeah good luck killing me yeah (laughs) that was that was my style it was crazy um silent um unassuming and then you can't handle me that's Mm -hmm. kind of the style i i used to play because nobody would take me seriously that original you know, time they played me. So I could just like be, you know, be really quiet, save up my mana, pop out these big bad boys. And Mm -hmm. then it's like, oh, now I don't know what to do with you. Um, Because, you know, they were assuming I just didn't know what I was doing when I just had these little boys out that kept dying. Mm -hmm. Um, You were playing the psychological game as well as the actual like. Exactly. Because they don't know how to handle it once it gets that. Once you get that engine going. Yeah. And then that turned into a a red white angel because the cards got better when I was like 18, 19, I changed it into that. But like, that's, that's the thing. Like that's the game I always play. And you can only do that in games where you're face to face with somebody, you Mm. know, like Mm -hmm. where you can seem that unassuming, the poker idea, you know, where, where you have to just play it a certain way. So nobody knows what's really going on. Mm -hmm. And, I think that's another piece of the digital version that it doesn't have that for me. So I'm not as interested because you don't have that psychological warfare really other than lulling people into a false sense of security just digitally, which if somebody's really good at what they're doing, they're probably not going to be lulled. Um, Well, it's actually a little bit harder. I I will say it's a little bit harder to 
drag like because obviously whenever you're you're in a physical they don't know that you can still play another card Mm -hmm. but the digital version is it stops to basically ask you if you want to play that card oh and if you're fast enough you can go you know next next wow yeah i never even thought about it they might not notice that it took that extra couple seconds to get to their turn so it, it, it is a little bit more difficult uh, but I definitely understand what you're saying about that. And what's what's funny, uh, kind of bring a little bit of a toxicity back as well. I was having some fun with this white-black deck. And I don't know if he's a new card. I can't remember when he, it was. But basically, he's a legendary permanent that whenever you gain health, it takes health away from your opponent. Okay. Automatically. Like a vampire almost. Almost ability, yeah. He's he's like a dark archbishop. Okay. So I had you can only have one out at a time, but I had one life link and him, but I had like six cards in my hand with enough mana, and like every time I played a card, I gained three health. Mm. So it's just like as if I played all these cards, he'd be dead. Sure. Right. So obviously, I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna play him because I want to win. <laughs> So you hold them, and then they would kind of know it. Right. So I was having fun with it, and it's just like kind of a deck I threw together. But you come back to that toxicity. Even in Magic the Gathering online, you can't, like, type out a message. You can't Mm -hmm. talk to your opponent. Right, right. They have little emotes that you can use. Yeah, I do do hate that, I do have to say. Like, it's like, hello... Like the same five things. Yeah. Nice move. Yeah. Good game. Like, well, you can actually expand it, Mike. You can do catchphrases, and I actually just found out that you can have these little uh, um, emote, uh, like, like emojis. Yeah, like emojis, where it's like one of the the characters that you can have. Oh, that's very and, and it's League like of crying. And, yeah, it just does that. So that I thought that was kind of cute, but. The way that it kind of leached in, it's like, how do you still be toxic in a game like that? You can't oh, no, even, I've seen it. You can't even say anything. And I didn't even realize it, and this guy just kept playing, saying good game. Like, every time I would, it's just good game, good game, good game. It, like, repeat, yep. I'm like, dude, it's just a game, man. Like, yeah, you can I always, drew well. Like, that's all. You can always tell in uh, League of Legends who the toxic players are that have been chat banned. Oh, because boy. Because they will just flash those emotes all the time. And they're just like, yep. you could do the crying ones or you could do the like, ha like ones and stuff. <laughs> so so people will flash those when they think they did something good. Mm-hmm. And just to try to like still be toxic without being verbally toxic. But you're right. right it's so possible. But what what is the point of that? Because people suck. God. Yes. That's basically all it is. Mike, did is... you have a favorite deck? I don't think you said one. Oh, no. See, the only thing I've ever played is... You didn't get very far online. Decks, decks that people gave me that they already built. Got it. Uh, in in like person, or I've played Magic: The Gathering Arena. So, I never played that a whole lot. It would yes. be like something that someone else built for me. Right. I think I played like a Goblin deck that sure somebody you. built for me when you know in the past, and I kind of liked that. And then in Magic: The Gathering Arena. I'm like really torn between the like basic white deck that they have and the basic black deck. I really like both of them, but I kind of like the white deck more because you can like 
build up the health as well as like yes constantly raising all of like these small with your monk yeah character yeah you get these like monks that just like every time you heal you also get more power and then you get these other you know lifelink uh attackers that also will then raise his power so it's like yeah you know it becomes this just like like Ethan said it's this like engine where it's like I do three attacks with these people and then all of a sudden now my monk is like yes. 12 12 or like 13 13 mm. and I just like hit the person so freaking hard every time it's it's pretty fun well Mike just got to a point like because if you once you get past the color challenges like they introduce you to everything mm-hmm. then you start getting uh booster packs so he hasn't got to the part where he can start building like his own deck yet. And I have no idea how to build my own deck. I suck. <laughs> well, no, no. I Just it, go it's... into edit deck. I Honestly, can't. I don't even want to. <laughs> I'm going to mess it up. I'll be like, do learn. I put 47 exactly. lands? Is that yeah. what I do? 47 lands, fail. right? You only have 60 cards. Okay. okay you, you, fail, you fail before you do well in magic. Um, you have to really learn it. But that's something that my toxic ex-boyfriend did too where he would want to build my deck for me when i was like no this is how i like it and here's why yeah. he's like that's not most effective i know because i've looked this up let me show you this website that's theory crafted it out and i'm like Get yeah that's that's super i don't want to go spend 70 dollars on one angel card first off yeah. second off like I, I i'm gonna play my way thank you have a great day and that was something yep. you know the controlling aspect that yeah i should well, have i can't say i'm disappointed you're not in that relationship anymore I can't say I am either. It was four long years, um, and much. It better sounds. Off it, it sounds good, like good. you're much better off. Yes. Yes. I agree. You don't yes. need that negativity, and he yes. didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little bit harder. Like it's still there with that person to person, but I think it's a little bit harder when it comes to D and D and some tabletop games to have mm-hmm. that negativity. At least I should say it's more noticeable quicker. Sure. I think. Because like you said, it's like out of sight, out of mind, whenever. And plus, like the, in D&D, like that person should be playing a character. Mm-hmm. So it's it's mm-hmm. like, like maybe they're just that person as that character. It's not necessarily their actual personality either. Right. So mm-hmm. that's easier to write off, even if somebody's being toxic. Well, you also have somebody that's supposed to be the one almost regulating that as well. Sure, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like as a good DM. And, and I think... I think that's part of what needs to happen in video games as well as uh, tabletop games. Like it used to be the old guard would prevent these people from getting involved. Like, mm-hmm. like no, right. shut your face. Let them yeah, play. like someone who is actually knowledgeable and who has right. played the game and who has right. the knowledge right. can regulate the person who has less knowledge mm-hmm. right because they they have that status right so it's like it's almost like you wish in in you know cod or in league or something it's like if you've been playing for five years you can like force warnings or you can force bans like chat bans upon people who have less time than you in the game right or have been toxic in the past and had chat bans in the past you know like Mm. there should be 
some sort of merit system that you can build up credits per se where you can like have control over someone who is being toxic and then mm -hmm. if you abuse that power you lose it but like if you use it correctly then now you have that power to be almost like a a moderator in the game but right right and like our local card shop kind of did that where they were right. the ban list of people who yeah. couldn't come play magic right. because yeah. they were being toxic or or what have you like they my my ex said he was banned from that card shop because um because he was related to somebody who stole so they knew him oh, get as here. somebody who hung out with the people who stole and he wasn't mm. allowed back because that's what i'd always say before that i always went to our local card shop that used to exist and play games there with people that's the only time friday night magic was what it was called and mm. i would go and play there but I, I was I, that's one of the first things I said is I've never seen you there. And he's like, oh, I'm banned. I'm not allowed to be there because and now it's like, were you or were you banned because right. you were like this? this like, is, is that really was. what was happening? And you just weren't allowed back. And, and and I wish stuff like that, you know, existed in in video games where they took things more seriously. And that's something about like, I think, modern gaming culture as a whole mm -hmm. um, that needs to change it, that, you know, it's not dealt with in a very serious manner it's a slap on the wrist and then please give us more money come back to the game right um so it's oh it's you're gonna really buy 500 dollars worth of skins okay yeah i mean yeah exactly like i guess it wasn't that don't bad. tell don't tell that kid that you wish his parents would die like right. just don't do that yeah, yeah just, but just you know you can play well, don't say like, you're gonna find somebody in real life and chop off their head with a machete can we just not do that again next time yeah um it's okay yeah oh man yeah what else can I say? <laughs> yeah, take notes, everyone. That was my right, go -to. I'm just about to go to a list of things you should not say <laughs> in a game that should be banned and doesn't happen. You'll get like a two week ban and then you'll come right back. It's okay. You'll come right back. It's go, it's okay. You'll go make you a know, second account. It's okay. You, you, uh, whoa, you tell it you tell them this thing and then as long as you buy fourteen more skins from us, you can get right back in. We don't care about your chat exactly. ban. And then you and then you're good to go. Well, it's it's because like it used to be a community, and I think it, it kind of what led to this situation is like whenever magic and D and D and stuff was just starting, like no, like it was that persona. Oh, you're a nerd. Oh, you're a geek. Uh, no one wants to play with you. So it's like everybody from that group was guarded, but they were all together. Sure, like, yeah. If you became part of that group. They were your people. Right. Now people think of it instead of it being like uh oh yeah come join us like come come experience this awesomeness that you didn't understand but now you can yeah instead it's like oh well no you can't be in this <laughs> we're too good for that and it, i don't understand where that that switch got flipped it the popularity of gaming it's it's so common now like you it, when i was growing up um when you said you were a gamer there was a stigma to it there was mm. a like idea of who that person should be and granted visibly i didn't fit the mold of what people called your stereotypical gamer mm -hmm. so that's why they were confused <laughs> when i would say that you, you know i spend literally all my time playing video games i don't know what you're talking about um like that wasn't a thing or yeah i play magic people would lose their mind they'd be like well, i'm sorry like what, what? um <laughs> because i wasn't that typical expected person who did that and right. they were real weird if you will i was weird just in a different way so <laughs> <laughs> they weren't expecting it and you know it's it now 
I mean, with esports, especially with Twitch, yeah. um, it's they're celebrities who yeah. game um, with mm-hmm. NFL players, you know, playing video games. They're people who are idolized for what they already do. And then that's a fact about them. That's amplified that into um, things, politics, like people play video games um, yeah. over politics anymore. Like it's just so yep. much more common in our everyday life um like everybody's mother mother at some point played farmville on facebook that's a game like you know these things are just more commonplace in our everyday life so it doesn't have that stigma attached but with that comes like what what we're talking about with the the good and the bad of the community because Mm -hmm. it's not a small tight-knit community of people who feel like they're maybe ostracized or like you have to be good to the these people around you because you want to play with them again you might meet them again and you want that um and you know for for people it's just like whatever i'll just queue up again because i'm gonna get random people next time anyway it doesn't matter as much if you guys i'm gonna Mm -hmm. go to another chat or whatever Right. And that's the thing with it being like more digital. It's like when you go to those card shops, you're going to see these people next week. How how is that going to impact what you did today? Like if you told one of them that you screwed their mom the night before, you know, like that's something you're going to have to face next week (laughs) as something that really came out of your mouth face to face to someone. Um, Listen, Jason, (laughs) I went and I talked to my mom and she said, no, you didn't. And she said, I didn't. She oh, said that even if you did, it wouldn't be that great. Well, wow. your mom knows me so well. Oh, I thought I had a chance. <laughs> like, it, it's that kind of thing where it's just like, you don't have to deal with that ever again. You just walk on. And yeah. it makes things so much easier than it was when we were growing up. That, like, and, and, and the people who are the celebrities, they don't have the social conscience Mm-hmm. to understand right. the influence they're having by behaving the way they do. Right. Um, I mean, Ninja is the most known popular streamer, period. And like, he's been on Ugh. Masked Singer. He's done, mer- he's one of the first video game anyone to have merchandise in store yeah. Yeah. with his, his face on it. And yep. he has the most problematic, in my opinion, um, things in the environment in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. so like that's perpetuated and that's seen as okay because he does it like he's really toxic in his games and not only that he also is very anti-female gamer and not only that he also i remember i remember the the example of that yeah yeah like Allison hates ninja i mean i'm sure everybody (laughs) clearly knows that now how i'm talking about him but but like they just (laughs) they have this responsibility as the the talking heads of Mm -hmm. this community for the young people to act right they just do yeah and i'm not saying they asked for it to the fame that they got because at at the time when ninja was doing it like nobody knew this was going to become something that you could be famous for and make money off of and live Mm -hmm. on forever um but now he should have that responsibility and have have that need to help change the culture of gaming um for the positive that's the point though that's that's the that's the evolving aspect of everything 
Mm-hmm. Like that's that's. I mean, it's. I could get into stuff needing to evolve across the board. I know. We'll just we'll do another <laughs> interview later. Like awesome. honestly, we could do a whole episode on this. I. But yeah, it's, yes, like, that's I, the point. We can is definitely. You, you took on like this is what comes with that. Right. It's like it's like, whenever there was football players that would refuse to talk after a game for an interview. Like I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you understood that that was part of it as soon as you get to that point you need to understand that if you don't want that stop right because that's that's the trade-off like it's it's what celebrities have to do with with paparazzi and all this other stuff it's like people are going to stop you in the street if you're a well-known you know if your face is well known and be like hey can i get a selfie like it's just the way it is well and and even even to the the fact of you know talking about ninja or some other celebrities it's like when you when you get to the point where you're so influential that you can literally change what people think you have to think yourself before you do things or before you say things because if you just you know if you say something offhanded that is meant to be a joke but it comes off as not a joke to 3 million people, all of a sudden that 3 million people bleeds into tens of millions or or hundreds of millions of people as, you know, a societal norm. So not to mention the people who don't think that's a joke, whatever you said and believe it. Now Mm -hmm. they're empowered to say it because to say it again. Right. So like you have that societal obligation to, be educated and to know what you're saying and if you say something and later regret it put out you know a public statement or put out something to be like hey guys i said Don't this on down. my you know last thing you know and that was wrong right blah blah blah, blah, blah whatever but it, it's you know yeah there are definitely people in and i mean we're going into video game territory i know, now, I know. Not... sorry guys <laughs> no it's it's fine but but yeah it's like you know, video games and, and being online has, has allowed people to become those vehicles. Right. Um, and something that's really, uh, you know, this kind of steers a little bit back towards D&D and kind of more tabletop gaming stuff. That is all now also becoming big in podcasting. So, yeah. you know, D&D podcasts, I mean, that's kind of why we're even doing a thing is now these people are becoming celebrities for playing D&D during a podcast or doing live shows and and they are also now realizing that they have to be the the trend makers and the people who mm-hmm. protect people that are are less empowered than they are mm-hmm. um it was you know, a sharper for, curve though yeah you know like with, well yeah with, with podcasts and stuff when it comes to this kind of stuff it, it's you are more regulated to a certain degree and the, they understand that i don't know there might be a, a di- like a differentiate between everything like, especially when it comes to popularity because it's like i'll give you a hundred dollars if you tell me who the 2019 world magic tour champion was sure right i don't know nobody um Sven, go ahead he's from honolulu jorgensen there's this he's from Sven that plays esports very popularly for League of Legends, but there you go. 
but it's it's still it's like I feel like it's one of those things that everybody enjoys, but it's to a smaller degree to a certain point. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that humility, I think, is what's keeping a lot of tabletop games and card games in check when it comes to understanding. Yeah, you're acting like a jackass. Goodbye. Right, because the community is still tight knit. You can't just queue up in another game and just not deal with those people still, right. which is something to be said. And that's why, like, when I play Magic the Gathering, I want it to be physically in my face with someone Where? else. You can come at me. Drive to wherever you are. Got wherever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I think that needs to be pulled, though. That example needs to be taken from that. I can hope. Yeah, I, that's what I. What's what I want. Um, out of the gaming community to come from like trading card games and in face board games is that community environment. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I stream on Twitch now. I do. I'm a really small Twitch streamer, teeny tiny, hey, but I do it. There. Yeah. I do it for the community, right? Mm-hmm. I'm doing it because I am the shut in who doesn't have friends <laughs> um, in person to do things like play card games or something. So it's really nice to have that community based environment where I can sit and just hang with people and play yeah. things. Um, I miss that. That's that's something that I did have with with trading card games and and you know board games, and I just don't have that circle of friends anymore. Yeah. So it's just it's nice to be able to hang with people, and I miss I miss that environment about it. I do miss yeah. all of the relationships I've built, even the ones I broke, um, because <laughs> there was a lot of good that came out hey, of it. Hey, listen, doesn't sound like you broke that one with what's his face <laughs> eventually and he's yeah. only ever going to be what's his face from now on it, he should be he's right. lost he's lost to everything. the to the era <laughs> he's no, a I, closed chapter in my book so <laughs> good i but i definitely understand that it, it, there's something different to having that that it's almost intimacy at this point I, mm-hmm. I, honestly i think this past year and a half has only highlighted that because yeah. I, I still run a D&D campaign, you know, via Zoom a lot, but it's still the, it's still not the same. It, yeah, it helps, right. but it's not the same. Right. It can't be. It just can't be. Yeah. But it's also like you said, is you do do this stuff to have that community. Mm-hmm. Whenever me and Mike started, we were always like, oh, man, there's so much about D&D and tabletop games. Like, are we just going to be another, you know, drop in the bucket? We're like screw it you know being able to hang out yeah. and talk to people about That's stuff how we, we feel all too. enjoy yep. like just enjoy the interaction like it's awesome being able to have this conversation with you yeah. and get your perspective and, and all this stuff and like being able to talk and back and forth and go on these tangents it's 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 fun even if nothing comes of it this is still a good time yeah and that's like my thing is like it is still like it's like it's like relaxing to like have this conversation right, it's like yeah. it, it gives a human connection and and even though i don't i'm like very novice when it comes to magic and and D and all this other stuff and i have like a huge wealth of knowledge in like anime or or video games but it's like yeah you know ethan and i have just this kind of friendship that has been kindled because of of you know, D and D and then, you know, talking to everybody else about these analog style games, you know, it just gives 
the human connection across whether it's zoom or yeah. across a table you know like it lets you you know hu humans are social care social creatures even if you're an introvert or even if yeah you, right you know whatever you still need that human connection in in some form of oh you know you have a common interest with me and we can talk about it and even right. just talking about it like relieves that stress and kind of lets you know that everything is um you know everything is okay and that you can talk to other people and you're not just you know stranded on your own island um you know so anytime we have a a podcast it's like oh great we got to record tonight but then it's like we have it and i'm like oh man i feel so good you know right no no and that's that's completely i mean we've done it for over 100 episodes now i haven't i am i am only like, uh 23 on so i'm like what really seven so 78 yeah, 78 episodes in yeah. now. Um, oh, I, was, I was so confused for a second. I thought you meant you were only on 23 episodes. I'm no, like, no, no, no. Sorry. No I started way. on episode 23. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's like, it, it's this thing of, it's nothing I intended to do, right? Because I, I, I'm a very internal creature and I had so much anxiety even coming on the show. And I've talked about that before on the podcast. But it's, it's this thing of, um, sometimes you have to ask yourself like why am I trying so hard at this like why do mm -hmm. I want this to be successful because we're we're a tiny podcast we're not that big we we I, don't get me wrong I think our product is great I'm not gonna lie like I love what we I put concur. out there I do too it's yeah. really fun it's really fun it's and good. Like the it. thing is we're having as much fun recording it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. hanging out as friends yep that that that's I think just bleeding out into our podcast more than yeah. anything. We're not trying oh, yeah. real hard, um, and and we're we don't, we aren't pushing ourselves to grow either. We don't care what happens to it. It's it's natural if if it becomes something that'd be weird and cool. But if like we just have the people that listen to it now listen to it forever, that would be so amazing to me because the mm. people that I've met through this podcast, either listeners, I mean, hey, I'm here tonight because of you guys listening to the podcast and asking me to come on. So thank yeah, you. There you go. Um, and this is awesome. And now I have two people that I can consider new friends out of it, you know, and, and that's how every time we have an interview we've set up, it's like, this is so cool to learn about this person mm -hmm. and now have them in my little circle. And right. yep. that's what the podcast is for me. And I know it's the same for the guys too. Just like I wanted to do Twitch, like it's a community of awesome people who like to talk about the things we like to talk about. And that's all you can ask for out of something like that. If you go in it for any other reason, you're going to be sorely disappointed. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You should probably just go ahead and pack your bags. This has been a great episode just done. So I'm yeah. glad to hear that you guys aren't like that. Cause yeah, that's, you gotta, you gotta just love it for that and hope to build some kind of little fun community. Yeah, but I think that's exactly. the start of it as well, though, is like you guys have your little community and like a little Twitch community. And, you know, going back to what we were talking about before is I think that is what is needed moving yeah. forward. Having yeah. these these positive representations yeah. of games, like being the change, like I'm getting into law enforcement because I want to see a change in things. That's great. The yeah. Only way to see that change is to do it is to, is to go on it. Yes. and be like, hey, you can play this game and not be a D-bag. Yes. Like, you don't have to to say all this stuff to be yeah. good at this game that's yeah, not and that's, what it's about that's that's what i try to 
try to make happen now. Like when I was younger, that wasn't me. I wasn't that person who could do this in a, at a Friday night magic to step up to somebody and be like, dude, that's not cool. Just mm-hmm. chill, chill out, man. Like mm-hmm. it's not worth, worth playing with you anymore. If this happens, I would just hide from it. And right. you know, 2021 Allison is very different from <laughs> fresh out of high school, um, you know, Allison. So it's it's something that I'm definitely I'm trying to be proponent of, and I hope that does change in in everything to be more more like what that old school mm-hmm. trading card game energy community mm-hmm. was for me. So because it was so good, so good, so good. That that big deck energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean. Allison always has big deck energy. It's big deck energy. It's just how it is. <laughs> I, I saw a meme about that the other day. It was, <laughs> it was uh, somebody sent a picture of a deck. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, sorry for the uh, unsolicited deck pick. <laughs> exactly. Those are the only kind I want. <laughs> like, Let me be clear. Here. Just so everyone knows, Allison wants Ooh. deck picks. Just deck picks. With Ooh, a baby. hard E, guys. E. Hard e. e in there. Is that a is that a blue and green? Oh yeah. Oh, man. If I had a dollar for every deck pick I've ever gotten in my life, guys. <laughs> oh man. I I'd have <laughs> at least one dollar. I'd have Please more stop. than one dollar and less than Jeff Bezos. Bezos? Bezos? How do you say his name? Bezos. A Bezos. Bezos. Oh, Bezos. <laughs> I read his name a lot, but I never actually had to say it. I don't think that was weird. Anyway, so now uh, why don't we move on to some some guest questions? Yes, that we've gotten coffee. Yes. Coffee, Grandpa. Thank you for uh, my coffee. Yet, we love yet coffee. Another, coffee. another great question. You have to say it like that. Sorry, you said it wrong. <clears throat> coffee. It has to be coffee. It's coffee. Hey, coffee, Grandpa. Don't don't make me start talking like Joey Wheeler, okay? And you only have to do it when you say coffee. Then you uh, can slip right back out of it. It's very important. You can't just slip in and out of coffee, Grandpa. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh we're crazy. <laughs> He's going to love that. I hope he does keep it in because he'll uh, laugh his butt off. Anyway, continue. Literally. All right. Uh, th- this is kind of – this might actually kind of relate to, to Mike and you and Dan and everyone. Uh did anyone have any friendships rekindled because of card games? Meeting up with someone you haven't spoken to in a while, finding out you both play magic or something and getting closer because of it. That's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I'll, I'll jump in here. I mean, Alan, Allison and I weren't friends. She said it. I didn't say it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> She, I was she, friends with no one. Casey <laughs> forced herself upon me. When, when you know she how was, she is. She didn't like the criminal type, Mike. That's what it was. That's, we, I, I know. Look, look, we, we, Casey and I were the only two girls in soccer in fourth or fifth grade. We argue about it all the time when it was. Fourth or fifth grade soccer that weren't afraid of the ball. We were the only two girls. And we, we made a friendship based on the fact that we hated that the other girls would run from the ball instead of go for it. So that is what I base my friendships on. And we never played soccer together. I'm sorry, Mike, continue. <laughs> no, but I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, I I personally haven't had a specific instance of rekindling a friendship out of uh, trading card games. This, I mean, the podcast itself is a little tangential. Um, you know, we're talking about a whole lot of stuff. We're talking about all analog medium games you know and and in that regard 
you know, I've, you know, I've been reconnecting with all the people in game brew from college and high school and everything else, you know, cause we're kind of just, you know, checking in with them, uh, you know, and then I was kind of rekindling that relationship with them, you know, through game brew, whether or not they, I probably put more, I guess, uh, value in the relationships than maybe some of them did. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's like, uh, it's, I have a distinct memory. Um, my best friend and I, we had this huge falling out because of video games. Well, not because of video games, because of real life stuff that was, you know, set off by video games. Right. The powder yeah. keg was set off by video games. And then, you know, maybe like two, three years afterward, we hadn't talked like at all, but then, you know, we kind of just met up and had this like rekindling of a relationship through a, a similar game that we both found out that we liked to play. And then because of that, like have now built back up an even stronger relationship than we had before. So, you know, the fact that that happens with video games and the fact that, you know, reconnecting through an analog medium, um, you know, is just awesome that, that it can happen with, um, you know, a video game or uh, an analog game. It's, it's super cool. I don't have something specifically that rekindled an old friendship. Um, because like I said, my card community wasn't really people I necessarily knew mm-hmm. growing, up, growing up. But what I'll say is um, something that I connected with a best friend that I met through video games I think we actually became closer because we both found out that we like Magic the Gathering. Mm. Um, And I had talked about how I hadn't played it since I, you know, pretty much since I broke up with that ex. Um, And we were just, you know, kind of finding out things about each other. Um, And he, it turns out he had a deck and we actually started playing together again. So I could kind of get some of my rust off and I pulled out my old cards and you know, they weren't standard anymore by any means, but it doesn't matter when you're playing with friends. Mm-mm. And so he and I, we really connected on that. And um, it like seriously became one of my absolute favorite people in the world and, and my best friend. And that was something that we rekindled on and started playing with his friends because his p- friends played magic. So it was something nice. that kind of really brought me back into that community for a while. And that was amazing. So I can I can say that about trading card games, um, that it kind of came back for me, at least. And I started mm-hmm. doing it again and really got an amazing friend out of it. So it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. The biggest thing that's happened to me when it's come to tabletop card games is uh, I'm really I'm getting back into D&D a lot just because there happened to be an opening for a DM and there's like eight players that needed somebody to run a game for them dms are so important in life they are i was just telling dan that last episode i was like we're a dying breed no one wants to Mm -hmm. dm anymore Mm -hmm. but i think honestly the biggest thing that's brought that tabletops game has brought me is this like i know this is on the fifth episode but just the interactions of pulling these awesome experiences that people have had and like hearing the stories and like 
I don't know. It's it's like Mike said earlier. It's like yeah, you you might be tired at the end of the day, and because we gotta kind of go late, um, because the little ones. But it's like I almost feel energized after we're done talking. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know you what know? you mean. I can get that too. So it's like I think this is the biggest thing. It's kind of pulled together because of this type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get like hyped and I cannot fall asleep. I gotta like detox Wind down. for yeah. just at least like five ten minutes beforehand. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm Le- just laying in bed. Legit. After we got off with Dan and we were talking about D and D and all that stuff, I built two chairs. Like, I was so hyped, I just put two chairs together. I was like, I got the wood. <laughs> I might as well do uh, something. Uh, uh, I, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave that statement as, as that's what he said. And I'm just okay. not going to even note it any further. Continue. Uh, okay. I just, you know, I feel like it might be a subtle brag having enough wood to build two chairs. But... <laughs> yeah it's it's that's just it's fantastic to be able to like make these connections and have these kind of and that's it's kind of what i'm hoping the discord kind of becomes to a certain degree is people just talking about their experiences and throwing up questions and like even just situations where they want to get like well how would you guys have handled this Mm -hmm. because i think that's that's another big thing when it comes to dungeons and dragons and a lot of these these homebrew games of you know, it's all about perspective and like figuring out different stuff and getting opinions. And like, I mean, how many things that I almost write down because we were talking to Dan last time right. like, It's about like how we run campaigns and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's just talking about it. Now I have so many great ideas. Yeah. I think uh, that's a unique DM thing too. Um, because like you have to be prepared for the me coming in there oh, and like, my Lord, you, you've, you've <laughs> written this world and you've, like created all these things or these creatures and I want to make one a pet and you were like why do you want to do this like why is this a thing but that's really going to be my plan for the rest of this game (laughs) and like I gotta I gotta I gotta know how to do this and so you got to be able to like adapt and think on your feet too and and what it's all about if it doesn't jazz you to do things like that like you're 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 not going to be a good dm you're going to hate your life Mm -hmm. just don't do it just don't Mm -hmm. do it don't do it so Allison, that's me. Another question that we had from mm-hmm. a guest is you used to play a lot of trading card games. Mm-hmm. Do you still have any super cool cards? And if so, what's that card? I don't think I do. This is, this is so weird. And, um, you know, I feel like I should. And I think I have so many Pokemon cards that maybe if I went back and threw them, um, I I might. Um, I mean, the coolest card I have is in a real card. And it's just cool to me. Um, <laughs> so it's Pokemon, the first movie, when it came out in theaters. Entei? Uh, well, the, no, the, oh, the golden no, Mewtwo. The... Yes, that's right. That's um, right. That, that you got from that. I thought that was really cool. The poke, The ones that were in the McDonald's, like... Pokeball the Pokeballs, yes. Yeah. Those <laughs> yeah. are so I, cool. You had to like pay extra to get them. Right. The actual physical like gold things. Those those things were really cool to me. And the 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 Mewtwo from the Pokemon movie. Those are like really special for me. And mm. the thing about like cool cards to me are they're ones that hold that emotional connection. Yeah. Uh-huh. More than anything. Um, I also went and saw Detective Pikachu in theaters. And so <sighs> I have the 
the card you got for seeing De- Detective Pikachu in theaters. I have Wait, that physical what? card. They yeah. had a card? They they gave you a card. And oh, you had man. To, I and went? You, I didn't guys, get a card? Guys, not only that, it you if you went to GameStop the week it re- released, GameStop, Target, um, Walmart, they all had special Detective Pikachu Pokemon cards to get. I went to all of them to get the Pokemon card. Like, I don't even play anymore, right? But they're still, like, really important to me and special. I want all the Detective Pikachu cards. I'm not going to lie. Because he's so cool. Yes, he was so cute. And that movie was so good. And, like, it just, it held this, like, special little thing for me. And I I had, after I found out that was a thing, I had this, like, fear of missing out if I didn't go and collect them all. Um <laughs> So I had to go around and do it. And like, it was funny because the target's like, nobody's asked for these. I didn't even know we had them. I had to ask somebody else. Like, and so it's, it's they're like, do you want more than one? And I'm like, yes, give me three. And then I like, <laughs> gave them to my friends who didn't get them. Like it's, it's the cool cards to me aren't the black lotuses of the mm-hmm. world or the first edition Charizards necessarily. Although Charizard is my favorite. So my holographic Charizard is very important to me. Um, but yeah, I... Well, I don't those are have... those are cool cards. I guess they're cool cards. They're limited I... edition. You can only get them if you went to the movie. Yeah, I'd have to go you know, through my value. my huge boxes of cards to figure out if I have anything maybe cooler. I'm not sure. But I, I didn't get no card for going to see a movie. Uh, you have to ask for it. You have to be that weird person who's like, I know I'm I'm 30 years old. Just give me that card. I didn't realize you had to ask for it. I was so old to ask for it. Yeah, no. I well the the one at the theater gave me the card and like See, knew all about it. I didn't so, know any of this. Yeah, so so I they were to... like, Yeah, you can get special ones. When I was so amped, they were like, Yeah, you could go get special ones at, at these other places. I'm like, What? And I Googled it and I'm like digging <laughs> through the locations I need to go to. Anyway, yeah. Those those are my special cards. <laughs> well, Allison, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, we really appreciated you joining us around the fire. Um, did you have anything that you wanted to share or plug anything about game brew or anything coming up? Um, I mean, I, I guess I'll just say, uh, we're the game brew podcast for anybody who hasn't heard of us. I'm sure Dan already did this. So welcome to it again. Um, <laughs> you can find us on your favorite podcast apps, uh, everywhere, Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, what else is there? Google play store. Uh, you can hang out with us on discord. We're, we're, we're fairly cool people. I mean, we've hooked these two into thinking we are, so there's yeah. something to be said. Hey. Uh, <laughs> and that's... Yeah. Uh, they are. <laughs> They're really cool. <laughs> Thank you. And that's bit.ly slash discobrew, D-I-S-C-O-B-R-E-W. Um, and if you want to hang out with just me, because I'm cooler than the other guys on the podcast, um, I do have a Twitch. At so least on feel, this podcast. Feel free... <laughs> I try to stream three days a week. So uh, twitch.tv slash Vinalia, V-I-N-A-L-I-A. I think that's everything. I don't know. Awesome. Hang out awesome. with us. We're cool people. Yeah, awesome. And uh, on on uh, our side, you know, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or any other podcast app that you use. Uh, leave a review and find us on Instagram at Fireside Interviews and Reviews. And uh, take it away, Ethan. Yeah, and uh, make sure uh, you keep an eye out on Instagram because uh, we'll be having some handmade potion bottles and stuff, as well as our custom deck of uh, many things and uh, deck of fates uh, just for us. So 
Your big keep, deck energy. Got it. My big deck energy is big definitely going to be on Instagram. Fill up them DMs. Uh, <laughs> hope you guys survive to the net to the next fire and uh, your hit points stay high. Have a good night. Bye. <laughs>